Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Hello, I'm Linda Robinson, and today I'm going to be speaking to you about building a courageous faith. A few days ago, um, God began to speak to me about this, and I really believe that this is a message that he wants his people to hear in this season and at that time. In Joshua 1 and verse 2, God said to Joshua, I want you to get ready, get the people ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them. And I really believe at this time that God is calling us as his people to be strong and to be very courageous. He said to Joshua in verse 7 of chapter 1, be strong and very courageous. He said to him, do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I really believe in this season and this time that God is doing a new thing. He says in Isaiah, I'm about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I believe We've, we've been through this desert experience. We've been in this wilderness, in this season that we've been in. And um, God wants to stir us up. He wants to stir up new courage within us. And he wants his life to spring forth because he's doing a new thing. In Hebrews 10 and verse 19 to 23 and 25, He says, therefore, friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he's opened up to us through the curtain, that is his flesh, um, let us approach with a true heart in full assurance of faith. He's saying, let us go into the presence of God. Jesus has made a new and living way for us to enter in, to hear the voice of God, um, to hear what is on his heart. And because of this place of intimacy he's brought us into, he wants to impart his heart to us that we can hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. Because he tells us in Hebrews that he who has promised is faithful And it's quite interesting because the next part of this says, this scripture says, do not neglect to meet together as as is the habit of some, but encourage one another all the more as we see the day approaching. And I believe God wants courage to rise up in his people for in this day and in this time, um, because he wants us to do great exploits. You know, courage is defined as the ability to do something frightening. (laughs) 
that's, that's quite a challenge, isn't it? it? It speaks of bravery. It speaks of strength when faced with pain or grief. Um, it's the ability to control fear when facing danger or pain. Some of the synonyms of, of courage would be bravery, pluck, valor, fearlessness, um, nerve, daring, boldness, um, grit, heroism, gallantry. And if we can just put it in everyday terms, just really having guts, isn't it? You see, courage is not the absence of fear, but it's rather the judgment that something else is more important than fear. I love this definition by James Hollingsworth. Um, you see, faith involves action. Faith is a wonderful thing. And we've been talking in the last couple of our sessions on faith. But we are told in James 2 and verse 17 that faith without action is dead. These are the two arms, you see, that, uh, that the two legs um, that are necessary for our, our Christian faith. Um, it speaks of, of a moving from one season to the next. And as I read to you out of, out of Joshua, God was calling his people to move out of the wilderness. He's saying it's time to move. It's time, time to cross over the Jordan. It's interesting that the Jordan, actually the meaning of the word Jordan speaks of descent. And, you know, some of us, I think, have descended into a place of, of compromise, into a place of discouragement. And I'm going to talk a little bit about um, this, uh, about that later, the enemies of, of um, courage. But God wants us to move out of that place of descent, to move through it, and to move into the promised land of our inheritance and live in the fullness of all that he's bought through us, bought for us through the cross, through the new and living way of being children of God, filled with the spirit of God, filled with the power of God. And he wants us to move in and to bring his kingdom um, into, into this world. He wants us, you know, when we move, we, we have to move our feet, don't we? So um, in, in Galatians, we, when we've been reading about the, um, the armor of God, sorry, I think it's in Ephesians, when we've been moving, talking about the armor of God recently, but um, as we look at this armor, we see that our feet have to be shod with the gospel of peace. Our feet have to be positioned. You see, we've got to be positioned amidst the challenges we face. We have to um, be positioned in the very eye of the storm. And our feet position us, don't they? Um, and, you know, it's, it's really a challenge of our inner man versus what is happening out there, versus the circumstances. And um, what is going on inside? And I think we have to conquer what is going on inside of us before we can conquer the things that are going on outside of us. I love that serenity prayer. Um, it was actually first prayed, first uh, written down by 
um, a man called Niebuhr. And it says this, and you'll probably recognize it. Grant, God, grant me the serenity or the peace okay, to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. You see, Father has given us courage to change what must be altered. Uh, some of the um, definitions of this prayer say the serenity, the serenity to accept what cannot be helped and the insight to know the one from the other. You see, we have to be secure in our identity. Uh, I wrote a, a course out of my own experience of um, facing some huge challenges in my life. Um, called Women of Peace. But in one of the chapters, I speak about being a peace warrior and not a warrior in pieces. You see, when we position our, ourselves in peace, the peace of God that passes all understanding, we defeat the enemy. The enemy gets very nervous when we know who we are in Christ, when we know our identity in Christ, because he knows that we then know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to pull down strongholds. So we have to be secure and know who we are in our sonship, in our daughtership, in our position as, as um, the people of God who walk in the resurrection power, walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. One such man was Desmond um, Doss. And some of you might have seen the movie The Hacksaw Ridge. And this is a true story of a man who knew who he was. He knew his belief system. And um, he was totally convicted that he wasn't to carry a weapon of war. He wasn't to carry... A gun in warfare. So in the Second World War, he came under a lot of um, uh, pressure from people and a lot of ridicule from people because he wouldn't carry a weapon. So he was drafted into the medical corps of the army in the Second World War. And as, as a medic, um, he faced this incredible battle when, when the um, Japanese came in and, um, and attacked uh, the group of, of men that he was um, a, me a medic in. And um, th they were really taken out, and it was a terrible, terrible battle. And um, the, the men that really survived just really um, held on to their own security and ran for their lives, to save their own lives. But Desmond Doss um, decided that he was going to save the wounded. And he, he built a stretch, he built this stretcher system, this pulley system to get the wounded men to safety down this cliff. And he single-handedly saved 75 may wounded men. And every time he managed to get another wounded man down this cliff, 
in these incredible circumstances. He would remember the other men that were still lying up there, wounded but still alive. And he would pray and say, Lord, give me the strength to save just one more. And what a courageous man. What courage he showed. And so he saved 75 men. I'll never forget what my my own father um, taught me because he was also in the World War and he was shot down in a dinghy in the Mediterranean Sea um, and he, he floated with eight other men in this dinghy for eight days um, without food, without water, and he held on to his faith and he believed that God gave him a vision that they would be saved on the eighth day. And he stood firm and um, he gave those men hope to carry on living. And in fact, they were picked up by an enemy um, ship on the eighth day and they were taken to um, German prison of war camps. And he had to carry on standing in his faith as a young man of 20 years old. In fact, he turned 21 in the prison of war camp. But he came through that war. And he was an amazing, amazing uh, man of faith. And I really honor my dad for that, for the gift of faith that he, he taught me, the courage that he taught me, even when you get under fire in, in this um, life that we live. And my dad always told us, he always said, Christians don't give up, they get up. And so, you know, you know my dad taught me what it was to be courageous, what it was to stand under fire. And so I love what it says in Daniel 11 and verse 32. It says, those, and you probably know the scripture, those that know their God will do great exploits. But I love some of the other translations that I looked up. One of the translations said, those that are spiritually mature and know their God will display strength and take action. Isn't that beautiful? They will display strength and take action. There we see faith and courage hand in hand. In the Message Bible, it says, those who stay courageously loyal to their God will take a strong stand. Isn't that beautiful? Courageously loyal to their God. You see, when God sometimes tells us to do things. We think, how on earth are we going to do it? Well, you see, we're not going to do it in our own strength. It's, it's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by the Spirit that we're going to accomplish and bring the kingdom of God into this world that we live in. And so if we go back to our original scripture in Joshua 1, there are some very pointed um, directions the Lord gives us to enable us to stand courageous, that we, might, um, that we might be victorious in life. And he says to Joshua just these few things, be careful to obey. Be careful to obey. And so when God speaks to us, we have to be careful to walk according to what he's told us to do. And then he says to Joshua, do not let my word depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Do not turn from it. 
You see, I think a lot of us, we lose the battle. We lose our courage because we, we don't obey this. We, we begin to speak things that are not the word of God, that are not the heart of God. And so God warns us, even as he does Joshua, um, you know, keep my word in your mouth. And keep it in your mind. You see, it's the, we get back to the armor of God, that helmet of salvation. We have to keep our mind guarded by the word of God. We have to keep the word of God in our mind. Because the battle is so often in our minds, isn't it? That's where we fight the battle. It's that internal battle that we have to win so we can win the external uh, battles. And then... God also says to Joshua, do not turn from it. And so we can't retreat from what God's told us to do, what, what his word directs us to do, what our word directs us to say. We've got to be able to stand firm on the gospel of peace. And then God says, then you will be successful. For what I've commanded you, I've, com I've commanded you today, to be strong and courageous. You know, this is not an option we have, but it's a command from God to be strong and courageous. He says to Joshua, and he says to us, I believe today, do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. Why? Because I am with you wherever you go. And I, and I know that in the battles that I've had to face in, in life, the different battles, you know, one thing that I have learned is that God says, God's promise is I'll never leave you or forsake you or leave you without support. And I know I can testify about that in my life. I've been through challenges. I've been through difficult times. We all have. And this is a promise that I've held on to that's enabled me to have courage in the face of ill health, to have courage in uh, the face of financial challenges, to have courage in the face of um, things that God has asked and called me to do, that he has never left me, has been there um, for me all the time. The definition of courage um, is to be steadfastly strong-minded, to be established, to be fortified. And um, actually, if we look up the Hebrew word um, for courage from uh, that Joshua uh, scripture that I've read for you, it speaks about the wind, the breath of the Holy Spirit. That's the definition of courage. And so when the wind, when the breath of the Holy Spirit breathes within us, blows into us, then we can declare boldly, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit that I'm by the Spirit of God that I'm strengthened, that I'm not, not just operating in my soul realm, but I'm coming in the name of the Lord God Almighty. And the, the other definitions of, of to be courageous is, is to be strong, to be fastened upon, and we've got to be fastened onto the Word of God um, if we're going to repair and be uh, this world that we live in. Um, if we're going to be established, if we're going to withstand the onslaught of the enemy, if we're going to do valiantly. 
Uh, we've got to be daring, we've got to be bold, and we've got to be courageous. Some of those are the definitions of what courage means. Now, I'd like to say to you, you know, there are some keys to victorious living. Um, there's some keys to courage. And one of the greatest keys we read in Psalm 27, verse 14, uh, where David teaches us the key to courage is to wait on the Lord, to enter into his presence and to steadfastly expect his mercy, his salvation and his rescue, while often uh, we waiting maybe for something to happen, waiting for the manifestation of God's promises and be careful not to take things into our own hands. Um, one of the key keys to victorious, courageous living is to know the character of God. You know, when Moses was challenged um, uh, to, to, to go back to Pharaoh and um, declare what God had told him to do, um, God, God spoke to him and said, Moses, tell him that I am sent you. And I think, you know, we have got to know the character of our God, who he is, that he is the God who's more than enough, that he is the God of hosts, that he is the Lord God Almighty. Even as David proclaimed when he faced Goliath, he said, I come in the name of the Lord God Almighty. He knew the character of God. He knew that God was with him. He knew because he had, God had helped him to slay the lion and the bear. So he knew that he could be victorious, that he would be victorious against the Goliath that he had to face. Um, Mary, if we think of Mary, um, when the angel came to her and said, you're going to bear the Son of God, she said, how can this be? How can this be? And the Lord said, because the Holy Spirit will come upon you. In other words, I am going to strengthen you, I am going to empower you, and I am going to cause you um, to do great exploits, Mary, in my name, and be the, the mother of my son. And so Mary was a woman who knew her God. Um, and God said to her, blessed is she who, would be, who believes that what the Lord has said will come to pass. And because she knew God, she could carry out the mandate that God had called her um, to her. So so the intimacy, you see, intimacy with God is absolutely um, essential if we're going to be strong, if we're going to be courageous. And then, you know, the other thing that's so important is to have a vision, because without vision, we perish. And in Habakkuk, we're told to write down the vision, because we have to be people, if we're going to be courageous, we have to be people with a vision, with a purpose, who have heard God, that God's plans are greater, that we are people that know that God's plans are greater than any fear that can intimidate us. When we've heard the plan of God, we have to have the vision, the purpose um, to, to be able to carry it out. And so... We've, we've got to be able to face um, our enemies. We've got to be able to declare that the Lord is the stronghold of our lives, that he is the one that's going to hold us strong. So in Psalms we read, 
um, that declaration of David, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Who should I fear? We've got to learn to face our enemies with courageous faith, to recognize who your enemies are. What are some of these enemies? Well, some of, those, some of these enemies we have to face are intimidation, fear, procrastination, insecurities, maybe sorrow, weariness, ridicule. Nehemiah had to face that, um, didn't he? When he was building the walls of, of Jerusalem, he was ridiculed. Who are you to do this? And so often the enemy will come with that intimidation to, to make us insecure and to wear us down. Another enemy can be the jealousy of people, um, doubt um, and questions. The enemy will throw questions at us to to cause us to live in doubt and not in courage. Um, and then judgment and perhaps having a worldly perspective, a soulish perspective of things um, can be an enemy. And I think one of the greatest enemies we've been facing is the enemies of complacency at this time. And God wants to pull us out of that place of complacency and get us moving again. And so if we look at David, he found strength in the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord's strategy. And he encouraged himself um, in the Lord. He spoke out um, and he declared uh, what God had said. He declared the word of the Lord. He praised the name of the Lord. He magnified the name of the Lord. Sometimes I think we're so busy um, declaring how big the enemy is instead of declaring how big our God is and magnifying our Lord, making God big in the situation. Um, as Even as David did, as I've said, he came in the name of the Lord God Almighty. And so we've got to realize that we have these weapons of praise. We have the weapons of the word. We have the weapon of prayer and that the weapons of our warfare are carnal but mighty to pull down strongholds. We, we have to come into that place of prayer. I love the story of Hezekiah in, um, in Isaiah verse, uh, chapter 37, and you can read it for yourself. Uh, Hezekiah, when he was facing the Syrian army, um, came into that place of, of prayer and hearing God and when he came into that place of humility and drawing on the strength and the strategies of God, how God sent an angel um, to, to help him and how that angel <laughs> killed 185,000 of the Syrians. Wow, if we could only know the power of God, the angelic hosts, the hosts of God that are at our disposal, that the angels of God are there um, to do battle on our behalf. And so we need to be a people of, of, of courage. I love the name Barnabas. He's the encourager. And I want to encourage you to be an encourager of people because we need to be encouraged um, by one another. The Lord says in Isaiah 43, he says to Jacob, um, 
He who created you, who formed you, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name and you are mine. The Lord is summoning us as the people of God. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. The flames will not set you ablaze. And we need to stand forth on that promise in this time of change. Change is a time of, of uncertainty for us. It brings stress to us. Um, and we've got to measure the rate of external change that sometimes exceeds our, the rate of the internal change that is going on within us. And um, I, I realize we've got to recalibrate in, the, in this time. We've got to put our belt of truth on, our helmet of salvation, so we don't feel overwhelmed. We need to come into that safe place of God that we can unravel the amount of change that is taking place in our world so that we can get God's perspective so we can measure up what is happening outside in the world against the standard of truth that we we have in the gospel. And um, it's in a way we have to go in so that we can go out and have our feet shod with the gospel of peace and win the battle. We have to win that internal battle and to do that uh, we've got to face the enemies within, and to face with the enemies within, we have to go into the presence of God where those enemies can be stilled, and so that we don't get stuck in that place, and that we can adapt to what we need to adapt to. You know, we all have injuries, we all have weaknesses, but we have a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on. Just as I end today, I would like to remind you, I've been watching the Paralympics and the Paralympics really speak of incredible courage. And I was watching how the blind runners run with a guide and they learn to, to run in step with that guide um, so that they can win the race and how these people of incredible courage uh, run these incredible marathons with a guide. And I want to say to you that you are not alone, that you have the Holy Spirit um, guiding you, leading you. And sometimes even when we feel blind, to know that he is with us, that he'll never leave us or forsake us, um, that he's our paracletos, the one who walks close beside us, the one who defends us, the one who gives us the courage to do great exploits. Um, so just as we end today, I want to say do great exploits for God in the words of encouragement that you speak to others, in the actions that God calls you to take. Um, I want to pray for you today. Father God, I pray that you would strengthen your people in their inner man by the power of your spirit today that they would know the height and depth and the width and the length of your love for them, Father, that you would give them this courage, that you would fill them to the measure of all the fullness of God so that you are able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or think or even imagine according to the power of God that is at work within you. God bless you.
Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's Word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend?